It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Uh, we have Trey Thompson on the line. Trey, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Uh, for some reason, my monitor, uh, we're having some problems. But fortunately, you, we hooked up, and I appreciate you taking time to be with us this morning. Well, I appreciate you all having me on again. I always like uh, coming on and talking about what's going on at the Historical Society. Well, I saw a nice article uh, yesterday, a story about um, uh, James Garner and some of the stuff you got for the Pot Museum, and that that's an interesting story. Yeah, we were really excited about this. Uh, a few months ago, we were able to acquire uh, the James Garner collection, and uh, some of those items had gone to auction, and thanks to some generous donations, we were able to, to purchase a few of those items, and some of them uh, we, we've acquired through, you know, just through donations. But uh, we had a big event last week at uh, at the building in Tulsa where OK Pop is going to be once uh, once we're able to open the museum. And uh, one of my favorite things that we acquired was the costume that he wore for the television series Maverick uh, that he played in from 1957 to 1960 which was one of the most popular television shows of that era. In fact, I, I learned that in that time slot, he was regularly beating the Ed Sullivan show and the Steve Allen show, which was uh, quite a feat. It, it really was, and I can remember. Now, we were talking about this the other day, Trey, before we even uh, read that article and then heard that you were going to talk about that a little bit this morning. My parents would, would on Sunday night, they had a, a fr- some friends down the street, and they would come to, to my our house and 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 mary lee brooks and leon brooks would come to our house and and that was the big deal watching the episode of maverick on sunday night (laughs) well you know james garner was one of those people he was born in denver oklahoma which was just outside of norman oklahoma uh, which now actually happens to be in the bottom of lake thunderbird but uh, he, he was an Oklahoman. He was always proud of his heritage and being from Oklahoma. In fact, his daughter, Gigi, who came to the event at OK Pop last week, talked about how her father in almost every interview would talk about being from Oklahoma. And, um, you know, he, he, he kind of went back and forth between California and Oklahoma during his lifetime. But uh, got into uh, television commercials, got into film and, and television acting. Uh, but Maverick was an incredibly popular show, and uh, it, he was only on it for three years, which is hard to believe, but uh, it has left uh, an indelible mark on film and television history. It, it has. And then he's done so many other things, too, uh, over the years, different movies. Uh, and I'm thinking of Rockford Files. Right. That was an interesting one back in the 70s. I, I remember that very well in the mid-70s and kind of took over there. I watch it every week. But I remember Maverick yep. in my days on a um, black and white Motorola metal television. I don't know what size it was, but Maverick was big. And so James Garner was big. My mother was very proud of James Garner. And every chance she would get, she'd point that out. But this guy was real, real good, and I lost my thought as to what I was going to make when I took over the mic. So good morning to you, Mr. Thompson. Good morning to you, too. Yeah, Rockford Files ran from 1974 to 1980, and uh, I read a comment from a television critic who said that it was the role he was born to play. And I've, I even catch some Rockford Files episodes on reruns today, and 
uh, they're still good. I mean, they're, they're still great television shows and he's got that, uh, you know, witty charm about him that, uh, that really draws you into the character. And then also, uh, he was, uh, James Garner was a lead in over 50 films and some of the films he was in were, were, you know, iconic films like the great escape. Uh, he was in support your local sheriff and then modern, more modern audiences might recognize him from uh, films like The Notebook and Space Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, that Notebook movie was uh, tough. Uh, it was a great movie. Um, he's, he did some great work. And uh, from Oklahoma, very proud of, of that fact. Speaking of Oklahoma, do you know we have a guy here that, was, that went to school in Frederick, Oklahoma? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've heard tell of that. Yeah, by way of Tipton, Oklahoma, I showed up at a, at a time in which integration kind of demanded that we have black schools. And I was my first grade was there at Frederick. And uh, it was Board High School, but we were the elementary part of that school. And, and, in fact, I'll note this one. Manitou, Oklahoma, is where I should have started. That should have been my kindergarten as well as my first grade. My dad wasn't very comfortable at the time. It was forced integration. And he thought, for my safety, perhaps we'd go out west of Frederick. And there was a black school out there called uh, Mr. Jonah was the prof out there, Professor Jonah. But for the first grade, I came into Frederick. And so there you go. So we've got a Frederick person here, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Frederick Bombers. Uh, You have a story about that that I think is very intriguing. Yeah, last year I came across this story, and and I was pretty fascinated by it. And so we decided to make it an episode of our podcast, uh, which is called A Very Okay Podcast for anybody who wants to look it up. But uh, our episode that came out last week is about the 1956 Frederick Bombers football team. And that team was the first integrated football team in the country, not the state of Oklahoma, in the country to win a state championship game. And uh, this was just two years after the Brown versus Board of Education decision. And uh, Coach Dean Wild was the coach who was uh, uh, Daryl Royal's coach when he coached at Hollis, which is kind of a fun trivia fact. Uh, But Dean Wild said, uh, we're going to integrate the football team. So he had the players from Boyd High School come on over. So they had 27 white players. They had 12 black players. And um, if you can believe this, they dominated. They dominated that season. So they went 14-0, and and they won all of their games by a combined score of 553-26. to Wow, that's an amazing statistic. I don't think there's anything like that. Is there anywhere? Well, it's interesting because do you have any of the names? Uh, yeah, some of the names of the players. So uh, on the podcast, we actually were able to track down one of the players. His name is Danny Griffin, and he played running back. Uh, he, he was one of the white players. And uh, he, uh, uh, he was able to tell us some stories about the team. And, you know, everybody was a little skeptical about this. You know, some of the black players were skeptical because they didn't know if they'd get a chance to play. Uh, the white players had never really interacted with, uh, with uh, black people before, or not very much, because, you know, like most towns, it was kind of segregated. There was, you know, a, a black part of town and a white part of town, and the two races didn't integrate very much. So there was a lot of skepticism for sure. But uh, we uh, had players on the team, uh, Jerry Hildebaugh, Richard Newberry, 
I'm running down my list here to see uh, um, to see if I can find some of them here. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, one interesting thing about this this uh, team also in 2007, the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame inducted the entire team into the Hall of Fame. So that uh, that's something that's pretty unique as well. If, if the whole story is very unique, it'd be interesting to be able to go back. Are there any films from that era at all? Not that I've been able to see. Uh, there is a team photo uh, of the team that we were able to hunt down, but I haven't found any films. It wasn't terribly common uh, to be videoing high school football games at that point. Uh, you, of course, you you know, of course, they filmed college football and professional football, but wasn't terribly common yet for high school football. Good point. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk more about the Frederick Bombers and also uh, your special um, visit with some of the Oklahoma governors. That, that's got to be intriguing. So stand by. We'll be back with more. Our guest this morning, Executive Director of the Oklahoma Historical Society, we have with us today, Trey Thompson. So he'll be back with more right after these messages. Feeling tired <sighs> or sluggish? Take a look at what's on your plate. Greasy and unhealthy foods will only slow you down. But one thing we can all choose to do, eat better. Try adding a salad to your meals. Fill one half of your plate with fruits and veggies. Or reach for fruit when you want a snack. Before you know it, you'll have more energy, more drive, and feel better. After all, the benefits of eating healthy are endless. Learn more at shapeyourfutureok.com. A program of TSAT. Express Ranch's Fall Bull Sale coming Monday, October 2nd, 11 a.m. at the ranch, Yukon, Oklahoma. They'll be selling 400 head, including 240 Angus bulls and 35 Hereford bulls. All bull selling will have genomically enhanced EPDs available. You can bid live on liveauction.tv or superiorlivestock.com or come and be a part of the sale in person at the ranch. For more details, go to expressranches.com. Express Ranch's Fall Bull Sale, October 2nd. Western Oklahoma is known for unpredictable weather. One day it's nice, the next a foot of snow's on the ground. Wouldn't you like to know your heating unit is ready for the Western Oklahoma winter? Let the trained professionals at Southwest Air and Heat clean and check your unit today. Southwest Air and Heat, your local Linux dealer, is the trusted and experienced name for heating service in Western Oklahoma. Call 772-8000. That's 772-8000. Perfect air, unmatched care. That's Southwest Air and Heat your local Linux dealer in Weatherford. The weather may change, but you can still feel the heat. Make a touchdown with sizzling savings on all new 2023 Ford F-150s from Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford. It's a drive home that everyone will be talking about. In fact, you'll be the envy of the huddle. So drive away today with unbelievable pricing, easy financing, great service, best Ford experts in western Oklahoma. Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford, just off I-40 and Airport Road, and online at CumminsFordWeatherford.com. Built Ford Tough. Hammond Phillips is now part of Select Water Solutions. Select is a leading provider in all things water, from sourcing, transfer, recycling, infrastructure, flowback, well testing, disposal solutions, and fluid handling and fluid chemistry. Our mission is to focus on developing sustainable water and chemical solutions with a commitment to conservation and reuse. Select Connect. We are all connected by water. 
Briley Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Just imagine what your life would be like if you had to navigate your finances alone without any help from a spouse. It can sound daunting, and a lot of times it is if you don't have the proper safety nets in place. This is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. More often than not, the woman in the relationship is the person who ends up managing the family finances in the later years of life. We have all heard the statistic that women live longer than men. But did you know that almost 65% of the people over the age of 85 are women? Being a widow, divorcee, or single parent is hard. But going through these life-changing events without a plan for your finances will make these times even harder. Give me a call, Briley Baca, the only independent certified financial planner professional located here in Western Oklahoma, and we will work together to make sure to provide safety and security for your family. 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbaca.com. 723, 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, and on the uh, Southwest Air and Heat Hotline with us this morning, Straight Thompson, Executive Director of the Oklahoma History Center. And we we're talking about the Frederick Bombers, and I was just wondering, um, that had to be pretty tough. Is there any history about what, what that was like for that coach to integrate that team? Yeah, there is. In fact, um, you know, the coach, uh, looking back into uh, doing some research on this, I found some, some articles and some interviews that he gave at the time. And Coach Wild said that uh, the town was pretty skeptical of it. In fact, he said he during all of that time that he was there, he never held a football banquet because uh, white, uh, white people didn't want their uh, sons and daughters interacting in that kind of a social setting together. And, um, it, and uh, some of the players had mentioned that um, some of the businessmen in town didn't, you know, didn't want to support the team, uh, but, uh, but, but Coach Wild went ahead and went on. This is, now, this wasn't the first integrated team in the state. Uh, teams were integrating all over the state. They just happened to be the first one uh, to win a state championship team. But Danny Griffin, who we interviewed on the program, talked about how when they would go to an opposing town, if the entire team couldn't eat, uh, then he then then nobody. He said they wouldn't get to eat dinner that night. They'd just come on back home uh, because if if uh, they if there wasn't a restaurant that was going to serve the whole team, then they were going to go ahead and come on home. So. It was a big, uh, it was a big adjustment for sure. And one of the other things that he talked about, this was a great story, is that you know some of the coaches would say, well, they have an, uh, an unfair advantage. So Coach Wild on one series would play all white players, and another series would play all black players, and it still didn't matter. They still beat everybody. So uh, they were a dominant football team for sure. Well, they obviously uh, trade had some good players. They, they wouldn't have been able to do that. The combination maybe of the integration, but what a what a statement to make. Yeah, they had uh, they had a lot of great players. Uh, so five players went on to the all area Southern Oklahoma team. That was Pete Clewis, Bill Brown, Charles Shaw, Daniel Miller, and uh, Danny Griffin. And Bill Brown was selected for all state honors during that season in 1956. So. They, they did have a lot of great players. They beat Okmulgee Dunbar 33 to nothing in the state championship game. That's pretty amazing. Well, uh, <clears throat> right here at... Uh, you can hear the whole podcast. I want you to tell everybody where to go hear this podcast, because I think hearing that interview would be really good 
with uh, Danny Griffin. Yeah, you can. You can uh, so any podcast app you have, uh, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Amazon, you can just search for a very okay podcast, or you can go to our website at okhistory.org and uh, and search for podcast in the search bar, and it'll come come right up for you too. So you can. If you don't have the podcast app on your phone, you can go ahead and, and just listen straight from our website. So either way, that makes it pretty easy. Well, that's a, that's a great story, and I appreciate you bringing that to our attention this morning. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I want you to talk just briefly about your uh, interview also with the, the governors. I guess called it a fireside chat. Is that going to be on the podcast as well? That won't be on the podcast. Uh, actually, this is going to be, uh, although that's kind of a good idea. I, I, you know, you've given me an idea there, Harold. I might have to look into that. Um, the uh, the Fireside Chat is going to happen in Guthrie at the Scottish Rite Temple, and this is going to benefit our Oklahoma Territorial Museum up there. This is uh, will take place on October the 5th at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, this is going to have all the governors, all the former governors, except for uh, Governor Boren. And tickets are $20 a person. And we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Territorial Museum. So this is an event to commemorate that. And all of the proceeds will go to benefit the Oklahoma Territorial Museum in Guthrie. That's going to be at the Scottish Rite Temple, which I guess the back of that is where part of the Constitutional Convention was held. Actually, no. The back of that is uh, what was constructed to um, to be the legislative hall uh, by the by the folks in Guthrie, and so that's where the 1909 and part of a special session in 1910 were held by the legislature. The Constitutional Convention was actually held in the Guthrie City Hall building, which unfortunately was demolished in 1955. So all these governors are going to be talking about, I guess, kind of uh, uh, about the, what their experiences in state government? Yeah, so it'll be uh, a question and answer time. It'll be, uh, it'll be a moderated discussion. Uh, they'll be talking about uh, their time in office and, and uh, their views on, I guess, the, the state today. And the audience will have a chance to ask some questions as well. So it should be a great event. You know, when you talk about people like, Governor Keating, Governor Henry, Governor Nye, who I just saw yesterday and is still going strong. Uh, these are folks who have not only witnessed a lot of Oklahoma history, but they have made a lot of Oklahoma history. So it should be a great, great event. Well, George Nye is a historical uh, wealth of information as well, just on his own. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, he has, uh, when you've been in office since 1953, uh, like I said, not only have you seen a lot of history, but you've made a lot of Oklahoma history. And, and any time you get a chance to go hear Governor Nye speak, it is well worth it. Worth the 20 bucks, I promise. And, you know, he's the guy that uh, per, that proposed and, and led the legislation through the, the House of Representatives to make Oklahoma out of the play, the musical Oklahoma, the state's own. Yeah, that's right. He He was so taken by that song, and he... You know, our, our previous state song, it, it was okay, but it wasn't anything memorable, and he felt like we should have a memorable song, and so he led that effort. 
when he was uh, fairly new in the legislature, and uh, that's been our, our state song since uh, the early 1950s. Well, what's interesting, I just got back from the U.K., and, you know, you'd meet people, and you'd say, well, I'm from Oklahoma, and that's the first, oh, that's a great musical. Oklahoma, <laughs> they'd start singing the song from the U.K., so it, it, it brings yeah. a lot of positive notoriety to Oklahoma. Absolutely. I'd say that and the Oklahoma Thunder are probably the two things internationally that a lot of people know about Oklahoma. Very good. Hey, Trey, thanks for being on the program again. I'm just going to plug, uh, go to a very okay podcast for all of these podcasts, but particularly if you're interested in hearing that Frederick Bomber show. And then also don't miss out on the Scottish Rite uh, fireside chat with the former governors on October 10th. At the Scottish... October 5th. October 5th. Okay, I got the wrong date down. October 5th at 10 a.m. And you can go on our website uh, to the calendar section and uh, find out more information. Very good. Trey, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate you stopping by once a month to kind of update us. Happy to do it, Harold. Always great talking to you, fellas. Hey, it's good talking to you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Trey Thompson on the program this morning, and we appreciate him being on the show. And uh, he's always fun, right? Yes, he is, especially if you're a history buff, you know, Oklahoma-type history. This guy's got to be one of the uh, – I would love to do what he does, what, what what he's doing. I mean, he's promoting something that's very interesting. It is, and he's into it yes. big time. And he, yes. was, he was a guy that was head of the uh, Capitol Commission that did the renovation of the Capitol, so he knows wow. a lot about the Capitol as well been fortunate to go on a tour with him around the Capitol building. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.